Welcome to the Play Disney Podcast, a space for adults to rediscover the power of play, express themselves authentically, and help rekindle our shared humanity. I have a few questions for you. When's the last time you did something for no reason at all? When's the last time you answered the question, why do you like doing that with, I just do? When's the last time you stepped into uncertainty just to see what would happen? I'm your host, Samuel Goldberg, and for me, the answer to these questions is all too often be not enough. I found a common theme popping up time and again in dissatisfaction in our current society. The promise that we can have whatever we want, as long as we work hard and discipline, can easily lead to a life of self-loathing, comparison, and working jobs we'd rather not, just to wake up and do it all over again. A world with the goal of making us believe we aren't good enough or don't have enough, so we will consume more, makes us numb to who we really are. I'm here to help change that narrative. I believe exploring nature, the mind, human movement, following our curiosities, creating art, and living without expectation are all pathways to the same thing, finding our authentic selves. It's time to let go of external pressures, the ideas we have about ourselves, and the world's definition of a good life, and instead, fall into who we really are. Chart your own path, join the playground, and rediscover the power of life. Happening, everyone. I'm super excited for episode one of this podcast. It's been something that's been in the works for a while. I've had ideas bouncing around in my head, but I've actually decided to just sit down and bloody, bloody well do it. Um, I've had a, I've had a pretty interesting past couple months here. Um, it seems like I can't catch a break. Honestly, I uh, injuries after injuries have been piling up. For me, I, I, uh, well, first off, I got the vac- I got my second vaccine shot about a month ago, and that took me out for a day and a bit. And then after that, I went paintballing, and oh boy, that was an experience. I, I was, I was in the middle of a a heated battle with with a guy from the other team. And I was crouching over to try to get away from, get away from his fire, and he ended up shooting me in the top of the head. The helmet I was wearing didn't cover the top of the head, and so I I let out a huge gasp, ah, and and the guy's like, oh shit, and he came over to to see how I was doing, and he he got there, and then my teammate, I was on the ground, and my teammate saw him, he saw the guy that I was shooting on the other other team and didn't see me and so we started shooting and instead of shooting that guy he shot me in the head two more times and then I got shot uh in the back in the hand and it was not a good time I was screaming out to this guy to stop but he couldn't hear me and so after that was done I literally just walked out of the arena and was like I'm done (laughs) I'm done with this shit so that happened, and then uh, a friend, a, a friend and me have been getting into longboarding, and so I went out and did that with him, and uh, was coming down a hill at the end of our night, and a couple of bikers came out of nowhere, and I decided to bail, and I sprained my wrist, and so that sucked, and then shortly after that, I hurt my knee, uh, rolled my ankle. 
and then uh, did something to a rib muscle too with some sledgehammer training that I was doing. So I was telling my brother about this and it says, he said, it said that uh, sounds like I'm just getting old and it's kind of hard to admit that I'm, I'm 27 right now and I don't want to admit that I'm getting old already. It's kind of motivated me even more to take care of my body um, because eventually reality sets in and you can't do some of the things that you used to, or at least you can, but you're not able to get away with as much. So that's been going on. Um, I am starting a new job right now. Um, but the funny thing is, is that there's no work for us to do. So I've been literally just sitting on my butt for the past week and a bit and getting paid for it, which is honestly, that's the dream. If you ask me, um, so that's going on. And then on top of this, I've been experimenting with psychedelics <laughs> for the past, what, a uh, couple weeks, microdosing. I took a bit of a higher dose too. And it's, uh, it's been very, very, uh, I don't want to say enlightening, but it's, it's definitely shifted my perspective in a number of ways. The first time I, I took psychedelics was it's I've come a long way since then I believe the first time I did it was January 1st New Year's Day 2016 and I took a very high dose um, what some might call a heroic dose not quite that much it was about four grams of psilocybin mushrooms and it did not I didn't really know what I was in for and it took a turn for the worse didn't turn out great but um I learned a lot from it and I got lucky. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll spare the details at this point because it's kind of a personal story, but um, now I, I've learned through that and have figured out safer ways to, to take these substances um, to avoid any kind of uh, more difficult experience than, than needs to happen. So what I, what this last experience I had helped me to realize is that I'm very tense. I, I, I hold a lot of rigidity in my body as well as my mind. I think the two are related for sure. Um, but being a power lifter for so long, like I am, or like I was, it's important to keep like a very stable core and that can lead to rigidity over time, especially when you're lifting heavy weights. So that's something that I kind of just kept doing in my training, um, even though I wasn't really powerlifting. And my body, I guess, has been paying the price now that I mentioned all these injuries that I've been going through. Um, but I think part of it, too, is the past 10 months I was uh, in this master's program that I did. And we were sitting in front of a computer screen the entire time on Zoom. And that accumulates the stress on your body of just sitting in the same place over and over hunching over is not good <laughs> and so I'm uh got a little bit of work to do here to to get myself um together but the as I was saying the the rigidity that I realized that I have mentally too from this experience showed me that I just I think a lot of us we take life 
a lot more seriously than than we should. And then we worry about so many different things that don't really deserve to be uh, worried about. Like some of the concerns that we have about our followings on social media or uh, whether a person texts us back or whether we are having enough discipline to eat the exact food when we should or we can't ever miss a day of working out or uh, some of the other concerns about just everything that's going on in the world right now. Um, I think we, the news kind of makes us feel as though we have to care about everything. And that is the problem with a lot of the media now compared to before is that in order to get viewership, it's the outrage economy, I guess it's in order to get viewership, it's important to publicize the things that are going to cause the most outrage. There's not a lot of excitement for, or a lot of, uh, people don't really get super pumped or up in arms, I guess is the better way of saying things about, um, someone who saved a kitten from a tree. That's like, yeah, that's nice, but I'd much rather hear about all of the shit that's going on in the U.S. right now. Um, so that's, these are the kind of things that, uh, I don't know what I'm talking about at this point <laughs> anymore. <laughs> I kind of just lost myself. Um, sometimes I can get into that space where I just lose what I'm saying, but anyway, I'm, uh, I'm excited to get this podcast going because I've, I've really realized that there's a need to help people get out of their shells, get out of this rigidity that, that I've experienced in my life and step back into that playful spirit that we all had when we were younger. I mean, when I, I, I microdosed the other day and, uh, decided to go out for a walk. For those who don't know, microdosing is taking a very low dose of, a psychedelic, um, something that's not going to really impair you, but it gives you a little bit of a pick-me-up. So I went out for a walk um, because I hadn't been feeling great the past couple days and um, went out and walked on the grass with my bare feet, which is always nice, um, and uh, kept walking. But then on my way home, as an aside, I've been getting, I've been getting more and more into... Uh, hunting actually for mushrooms, trying to discover them out in nature where they are. And I was walking home and was thinking about, okay, where, where is a good place for, uh, for mushrooms? Where would they be growing? And I had heard that, um, construction sites were a good place. And there was an area that had just finished all of the construction work being done. I'm like, okay, maybe, maybe they're over here. And so I, I walked over to this area and it's like a flip, a switch flipped within me where I thought about how we are so concerned about our image as an adult figure that we don't ever want to do anything to disrupt our typical, the typical idea of what an adult is, right? If we're walking down the street in a certain way um, or a childish way, then we can be looked down upon or as if we're like, we're not acting normal or something. And 
hopefully I'm explaining this right, but yeah, I just had this feeling of like, why would, why would you want to be an adult? Why would you want to conform to this self, to this image that is, uh, is what we should be portraying all the time? Why can't we just like be a goofy kid sometimes and get back to that? And so I literally just went over to this area and, and explored and I felt like how I felt when I was a kid who's just curious about the world around them, or the world around me. And I think we all had this, these moments when we were children where the world was so uh, new and there was so much, so many different things happening and everything was so exciting. And um, firstly, psychedelics help you to rekindle that um, um, because as we get older, we can only pay attention to so much, right? And so we need to filter out what's going on in our experience um, to only focus on the things that seem to matter. And so we see grass being green and we're like, okay, well, that's just something to walk on or, or whatever. We don't think about all of the different things or all of the potentials of things that are growing out of the grass. If there's something cool that might be in there, um, that curious mind of ours kind of diminishes as we, as we age. And, um, it, it's sad. It's sad that this happens. Um, and as I said, psychedelics can help us to get back to that. Um, but I was also, I had another thought about this too, and I've completely lost it. Unfortunately, <laughs> I've lost the, the idea of what it was, but I assure you it was profound. Whatever it was, it was profound. And if I think of it again, I will surely let you know. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's sad that we've lost this in our lives. And uh, I'm trying to help find a way for us to bring that back. Um, I've heard it said that uh, what a good analogy for psychedelics is if you think of a, a ski hill and as we get older we it, it it's related to as we as we get older because when you go down a ski hill there's certain pathways that continue to be tread over and over and uh, the skis go into the same path on the way down the hill and that's like our brains we experience the same thing the grooves of those things get deeper and deeper and so it's harder to form a new path because we just fall back into those same grooves. But what psychedelics do is they are essentially a new uh, mound of snow that goes on top of all of those pathways and make the hill completely new. So we're free to form new pathways and new connections. Um, the reason that I've heard that some people have an experience and then they eventually fall back into their old way is because they haven't really changed their environment. They're still in the same environment that produced those grooves in the first place. And so if you don't make any kind of change afterwards, then it's easy to just fall back into the same way that you were doing things before. Um, so, so yeah, um, there's a lot of potential and you're going to be hearing a lot about these things over the coming episodes. 
I'm hoping to get a guest on that um, has done a lot of work in the field um, and has a lot of knowledge and experience with psychedelics, but that's uh, we'll put that on the back burner for now. Um, but starting this brand has been has been an interesting process. I started off um, wanting to start a health and wellness brand without knowing exactly what I wanted to offer. Uh, I opened up an Instagram account and started just posting on there all the time. And for anyone who's looking to start their own brand, based on my experience, I think you should really have a solid idea of what you want to do um, before you dive in. Because for me, I didn't totally know which direction I wanted to go. And I got lost in, I lost myself, honestly, in posting online all the time. Um, I started being much more worried about likes, being worried about uh, followers. And I frankly lost my authenticity. I started doing things just so that other people might like it instead of doing things that I found to be um, interesting or something that was in line with my passion or my curiosities. And so I decided to take a step back from all of it for for the past few weeks at least. And uh, that's when I came across this idea because for me, the like health is is important, but it's been overdone. Like it's boring <laughs> in, in a lot of ways. Like, okay, yeah, eat healthy, um, exercise. That's, that's a lot of times what people think of when they think of health. And for me, that's not exciting. That's not something that I feel is going to get me up in the morning to want to. And there's so many people out there already doing that and are doing a great job of it. And um, for me, if I want to make a difference, I want to do something that I'm passionate about. And so that's where this idea of play came in. Um, I just noticed so much in, with my friends and my family and things that I hear online in the news and just common, common tropes. I use that word a lot going on in the world is that we've really lost that playful spirit that we used to have as expectations and burdens of life build up um, in jobs, um, family, and taking care of all these different aspects of our life, we, we get bogged down and we forget that life is about enjoyment. We're all going to, the, re, the reality of it is we're all going to die one day. It's coming and uh, all of the things that we strive towards or all of the, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with striving. It's important, obviously, but all of the big ideas that we have about ourselves or all of the huge aspirations that we hope to have or all of the delaying to be happy until we achieve this, it's, if you put it in the perspective that we're, we're eventually going to all die, it's like a lot of these things don't matter. And that's, this is what I was talking about when I was talking about how the the experience I had with, with uh, the last trip I had being like showing me that, um, that we're all kind of living in a little bit of a, in a little bit of a daze, a little bit of a dream world where 
we don't realize that so much of this shit that we continually stress about doesn't matter in the end. And uh, yeah, we we overestimate our importance, I think, as human beings. Um, we've built so many different um, frameworks and religions and um, traditions, as well as uh, policies, governments, to try to prop up how important we are and how serious we are. And we've lost our rooting. We've lost our footing, I should say. Um, I'm reading a book right now called Civilized to Death by Christopher Ryan. And um, he also wrote another book called Sex at Dawn, which was which was very good. Um, but the, the point of this book, the thesis of this book, I guess you could say, is that what we deem to be progress right now in the in the modern world in many ways is not um, there's a narrative out there that the, the way that we used to do things as as hunter gatherers um, was savagery and was horrible the way that we lived back then was absolutely horrible compared to the luxury that many of us experience now um, but the purpose of the book is to, is to show how based on all kinds of anthropological evidence, um, we are completely out to lunch in that narrative. Um, the way that hunter-gatherers did things was just, based on reading the book, it seems so much better and it makes so much more sense, evolutionarily speaking, especially for the fact that if you look at the scope of human existence, um, Five to ten percent of I'm not sure the exact number, but I think it's even five percent of our of our existence as humans has been this more modern world um, since we developed agriculture post agriculturally. But ninety five percent of that was pre agricultural, and basically all of our evolutionary or basically all of our genetics are based on those hundreds of thousands of years pre-agriculture. And um, so we have not created a society that fits with our genetic makeup. And um, like back then, hunter-gatherers would, would live in tribes of at the very, very, very most 120 people, but typically around 10 to 15. And there wouldn't be a head honcho leader of the group it would be egalitarian and they would work together to to accomplish things and they didn't the, the other interesting thing is that uh what they called work was what we call vacation now or leisure going hunting um camping setting up tent uh fires um making well making clothes a lot of people back then found to be quite enjoyable and they would only work three to four hours a day and um they there wouldn't be some onus or obligation felt um if you didn't want to work one day you didn't have to and now we've built this world where you have to work in order to survive unless you want to unless you are okay with being homeless 
um, in order to live like a decent life in this world, you have to work. And it seems kind of backwards um, from how we, we should be living. And so it's a very fascinating book. Um, and I think more people should be reading it because we're in pretty deep right now. We're in pretty deep to the situation that we're, that we find ourselves and it's going to be pretty tough to dig our way out. Um, but there are things that can be done, I believe. And, um, part of it is what I'm trying to do here, helping us to rediscover our authentic voices and rediscover the power of play, um, to get out of our rigidity, get out of the things that don't actually matter and to rediscover, um, who we really are. So I have more episodes coming. I'm going to wind this down right now. Um, but I thank, thank everyone for, for listening. Um, I'm, I'm just super pumped to, to see where this goes. I know that um, I have a lot to share, but one of the biggest things is I don't want to do this alone. Um, I'm, I'm here to build a community of people that believe in the same things and believe that we've been too bogged down in external expectations and um, who, who realize that the society we live in doesn't really serve us as well as it should at the end of the day. So um, I look forward to hearing from you. If you have any um, questions or if you are interested in being a part of this podcast in any way as a guest or to contribute something that I could share, um, please let me know. You can find me on Instagram at Playticity. Email me at playticity at gmail.com or find me on my website, playticity.com. And I'm very excited to keep this going. Thank you all so much for listening to this first episode. And there's many great things to come. See you guys.